This is an attempt to quell a standoff that has been brewing after mining companies opposed a proposal by government that companies need to have at least 26% black ownership. The organization has now taken to court in order to get clarity on the interpretation of the statement because of the changing dynamics of share ownership. For more on this, we're on the line to Chamber of Mines uh, Senior Executive Transformation, Vusi Mapena. Very good evening to you and thank you so much for speaking to us. Good evening, ma'am. Good to speak to you. Let's first start with uh, the different interpretations which you believe uh, uh, may render themselves by the current laws. So what exactly do you believe needs clarifying? What needs to be clarified is the consequences of transactions that have taken place beyond a certain time um in the in 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 the ownership element which uh, we feel they need to be recognized because uh, there was value created for those black empowerment partners who have since uh, exited from the transaction you know by 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 selling their stake whilst um the, this, the, our disagreement with the DMR is that um when those people have exited, uh, the company then loses its um, 26% um, BEE ownership mm. and therefore does not consider it to have met its uh, BEE status. So are you saying you would, you would rather the laws retrospective in terms of how far companies have gone as opposed to what the minister would like to see is in forward-looking uh, ensure greater ownership by um, the black population within ownership of the mining industry? Our argument is that the, the, the ownership was conducted in good faith. Those deals were conducted in good faith, and those companies met the target of 26%. When a BEE partner decides to go away, why should a company be penalized for having actually lost, but because it has created value? That, that Those people have gone on to create businesses somewhere other than where they were actually having a stake in in the mining industry. So value has been created. And in fact, if you think of it since this thing started, we have actually transferred over 159 billion rand to BEE partners. And now why are you all of a sudden saying the the, the mining industry is not compliant mm. simply because the people have actually decided to sell their stake? Well, it was Mr. Good Mabana, how would you answer to those who say, are you not inferring a benevolence that does not necessarily apply to everyone? Isn't not equally important to look at why some of those equity partners have gone away? No, it, for me, it's market forces. When, when you buy a stake and a share in a company, you buy it with the interest of actually trying to get value out of it. And when the time is right for you to say, I have got enough value, you sell. You know, and, and, that, and that is what's happening anywhere and in the stock exchange. And now... And if, if when we started, the department said to the companies that were clinching these deals, you are going to have to lock your people in. Mm. 
you see, that would have been a different story. But you would understand that also locking people in in an empowerment deal has got also its downsides because the nature of the industry is cyclical. So one would say, is it not a bit late in the game to be raising these arguments? Why were they not raised during the drafting of the mining charter initially? No, um, uh, this this issue you guys are raising is an issue that has been there since 2009. So we've engaged in it, and um, in fact, um, we I do want to stress that uh, when we realise that we are not in agreement with the DMR with regard to the interpretation, we with Minister Ramatudi agreed that perhaps we need to go to the so this. This action by the chamber is not an action uh, that has not been discussed and agreed to with the DMR. It, in fact, that is what happened. So what happened? Was it not enough consultation or did it change with the appointment of the new minister? Remember, the, the, the charter that we're talking about now, I'm, I'm not sure, I think we're talking at cross purposes here, the charter that we're talking about now that the minister has revealed has released for public comment, comes out within the context of the, the, the chamber and the dam are sitting in front of the courts trying to get this tarification. So it's, it's not that the, the, the chamber has gone to court after the charter was re- released. No. Remember, the, the, the first hearing date was in March this year already. So we're waiting for the the follow-up court date from the judge. Hmm. I say this because one of the statements raised by Sibanya Goldmite, for instance, is saying it's disappointing that the draft mining charter was published without extensive consultation while court procedures seeking to clarify elements of the previous mining charter are still in process. To the extent to which this, that, this draft charter was released without consultation, it is a fact. Um, DMR, like in the history, the DMR will call all the stakeholders and engage with them on what we would like to see as the reviewed or revised mining charter, then get it published. This time around, the DMR decided to go the route of releasing it first without consulting the other stakeholders. But we remain committed to the process, and we will engage with the DMR to actually raise our views. However, Sibanye is also correct in saying there is still an outstanding issue of a misunderstanding between us and the DMR with regard to the ownership element that is in front of the courts as we speak. All right. Thank you very much for speaking to us. That there is a Chamber of Mines, the Executive Transformers.